0: known for delivering information about sexuality and relationships sans the sleaze factor while retaining all the accuracy fun and the you're kidding factor let's get to it sex talk with Lou on TogiNet and now here's your host Lou Paget
1: good afternoon everyone and thank you so much for being with me today I have a great guest lined up today, but first I want to make a comment about a movie that I went and saw over the weekend, which I think is going to end up having an impact uh, uh, the same way that Fatal Attraction did for dating, and it's the movie Girl Gone, and I have to tell you, any woman, and when we were at the movie, the person I was with said, oh, my God, this is like fatal attraction on steroids. And the the essence, I'm not going to do a spoiler alert here. Well, I could, but the, the essence is this is so convoluted. And the person who they truly believe that this is what is happening in their life. Only thing I did not get from the movie was exactly why. She was this way. I mean her parents were complete nut jobs, but but I think any woman who ends up looking like this woman is <laughs> people are gonna go against yikes, steer clear. If they're smart, if they're well educated, um and they look like this, they could be trouble. There were many men who were scared of having affairs after fatal attraction. And again, Glenn Close played that one. Um played it beautifully. It wasn't Glenn Close. Take that back. Um uh I was going close. There we go. Anyway, let's get on with the show and talk about sex and all things of uh, relationship nature. My guest today is, goes by the pseudonym of Beulah Sanchez, and she is the author of Really, One Woman's Adventures of Dating in the Digital Age. And the author's real name is Rosalind Fleischer. And
2: Rosalind, I believe you're on with me right now? I am. Hello, my dear. How are you? <laughs> I'm well. How are you? And I read Gone Girl. I really liked it.
1: You know, I didn't understand. The, re- the movie overlooked, like, the motivating factor as to why she was so twisted. And I think it, it- must have been her parents.
2: I, I think so. The-, the book did as well. But what was interesting about the book is it tells you the story from both of their points of view, which is why I really liked it. It was an interesting structure, and it's very well written oh okay
1: well, i don't not not having read the book, but I will say she played it beautifully. it was um you didn't know what she was going to do next uh, from a very terrifying standpoint, which brings us to you didn't know what you were going to get next when you were going into the dating digital world, did you? No, never. <laughs> <laughs> I finished. I finished reading your book, and I love how you did the little, you know, little, sort of little synopses at the end, and said, uh, "This is what's happened now." And but before we get started on the dating world as you see it from, you know, from the digital point, what were the things that you think you? What did you learn most about you?
2: I learned that it's really important not to compromise as far as what I'm looking for in a man, mm-hmm. and certainly not to compromise my integrity uh, as I make that journey toward trying to find him. Mhm. Okay. Yeah, you do. Um, you, you do touch on that a bit. I I do. i probably. I I think the reflection came. After I finished the piece, now that I've stepped away from it
3: mm-hmm. and
2: I no longer internet date. Um, but also, what I learned most is that you're, I don't think it's a function of age. And I don't think, I think no matter what age you are, you can still find the right person for yourself if you're willing to hang in there and not compromise. Mm-hmm. You know, when you say that, I am reminded of the people I know who,
1: literally were they didn't have the best bodies they did not have the you know the best money and all that sort of stuff but they were completely clear and clean about who they were and they found someone that was ideal for them and in both instances one person was 55 and looking the other person was over 60 and they knew what they were they were clear about what they were looking for and they just they said their absolute age. They didn't they didn't fib.
2: Which well, good good for them and good for them for waiting until it actually happened instead of settling for someone that they would be moderately to greatly unhappy with down the road.
1: <laughs> like that that thin river of misery.
2: Yeah. <laughs> exactly.
1: Now, let's get to the fun part. Okay. And I'm going to ask you the questions you sent here to ask Beulah. What is the number one, most important asset to list on your online dating profile?
2: It's, unfortunately, and this is absolutely true it, it is all based on your looks. hmm So the better your pictures are, the better off you're going to do. Period. Yeah, that's it, because most people don't even read profiles. They just look at pictures, and that's, that's all they do. Mm-hmm. Which is why you sent up pictureperfectprofiles.com. That's right. I, I try to help people with that, um, whatever I can. Mm-hmm. And, but what are what would be something, you know, Do you, when you're writing
1: these things, because I've never done one of them. You're so funny going through the book, right? Like, okay, here we go again, blah, blah, blah blah, 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 making, you know, another funny name, another funny thing coming up. and But you also, you know, would try and put something that you would actually know if someone read your profile or read parts of it.
2: I I tried to approach profile writing from a storytelling point of view. So Mm -hmm. every time I wrote a profile for myself, I would tell a very funny story because I figured if someone laughed, then I had a better chance. And that's the approach I take with my clients, with my business, um, because I don't think anybody cares how many times a week I do yoga or what I eat. No, exactly. Went to, what was the thing? I don't care about gardening or astrology. <laughs> no, no. And so the time that I made fun of NASCAR, I think I got the most messages I've ever gotten. <laughs> You'd be amazed how many people like NASCAR. I know, but, but I don't – well – I don't think those people were the people for me, so I I wasn't particularly concerned about that. Mm hmm Now, let's talk about when... Okay,
1: now, because I know there's other people who, as a result of helping people write profiles for online dating sites, they were like, no, no, do not put up a picture of you standing nude from the waist up in front of a car for the men.
2: (laughs) Those are just like... Well, it it depends on what type of message you're, you're trying to send. I mean, if all you want to do is hook up and you've got a fantastic body, then by all means post that picture. It depends on what your goal is.
1: Right. Okay, then let me jump forward to this next question.
2: Of the thousands of dating
1: websites that you, you know, looked at that, that you can get results from, is Tinder solely for someone who just wants to hook up? Or can you yes. potentially even find a relationship?
2: Yes. Uh, no. Uh, pardon me. That was a very convoluted answer. What they say is that women are on Tinder to try to find a relationship, but men are on Tinder to hook up. So uh, there you have your answer. Okay.
1: Well, there's nothing unusual about that one, is it? Hmm. No. Hmm. Um, so now we're coming up to our first break here. Oh, my goodness me. And I'm having a little problem with my little stack here, trying to get onto it, but I'll get that taken care of at the break. If, but now, okay, and I don't want to do spoiler alert, but I'm going to anyway. When you talk about the Duck Dynasty guy, who's, <laughs> is, it brother, is it Brother Psy or something? Yes, yes, it's Uncle Psy. Uh, Uncle Psy, Uncle Psy. It, it, now, you say that that,
2: in the P.S., you say that, you know, now, wasn't he the guy who married seven times? no. Th- He's not the guy that was married seven times. They're in the same chapter, though, because they're both Italian. And oh, okay. The they, Italian chapter, but, but but they're right next to each other. Okay, that's where I was getting confused. I'm going, the guy with all the tattoos
1: who had been married seven times, who then immediately after things ended, he was getting married again to number eight? <laughs> and <Yes. I'm> like
2: <laughs> number eight, and he, he tattooed her name across his, his
1: neck. Yeah. Oh,
2: my goodness.
1: Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Now, and when we're going to break pretty quickly, I want to go over. I want you to share with people how to turn, as you say, the bad day into the good day. And what were some of the – because I think many times when people are writing these things, they're not really sure what they're writing. They're saying – you know, the person who said that he was available, and then you go like this, well, that's nice. You're living with your girlfriend of 10 years, but you're telling me you're, as you said, you hissed, available? <laughs> <laughs> and really what he wanted was an open, re- open relationship. But then I don't know whether or not the girlfriend knew.
2: I'm guessing she didn't because he, was ve- he, he went offline very quickly after that. Uh, well, you know, wasn't it Ashley Madison? That got created by the
1: guy in Toronto, who found out that it was like thirty percent is thirty percent of people who are on uh, dating websites are married or living
2: with someone. I'm surprised the number isn't higher. Really? Yes, I really am. You know, I mean, it, it, well, we're gonna we're gonna
1: go over this when we come back from from the break. But I think there okay. still has to be a way of the even with match.com where they do such an that's the very extensive questionnaire, correct?
2: They they ask you to, you know, list your status, but people lie about it. Yeah, and here they, we go. And they can't do background checks on you.
1: Okay. Well, that's true cuz they you have no idea whether or not the information has any validity. So my guest today is Rosalind Fleischer. She is the author of Really, One Woman's Adventures, and also the creator of Picture Perfect Profiles, which we're gonna go over when we come back from this break.
0: This is Sex Talk with Lou on TogiNet with your host, Lou Paget. Techniques and tips are her specialty. She delivers bite-sized chunks of information you can use right away that work. So stand by for more sex talk when we get back after these. This is Sex Talk with Lou on TogiNet.com.
4: Is there more living for you to do? Yes. Start living inspired. Be here.
5: Do you think you're creative? Do you want to be? Don't have enough time for your arts, crafts, and hobbies? Or do you just need a kick in the pants? Hi, I'm Mark Lipinski, the host of Creative Mojo with Mark Lipinski right here on TogiNet Radio. Come on and join me every Wednesday afternoon for some creative inspiration and two of the fastest, fun-filled hours of your week. Hey, need ideas? How about a little motivation and a lot of inspiration? Join the fun on Creative Mojo with me, Mark Lipinski. I'm here live every Wednesday afternoon at 3 p.m. 8 m. Eastern, one Pacific, right here on TogiNet.com. Now, what are you waiting for?
4: This is TogiNet, cutting edge radio.
0: Welcome back to Sex Talk. Having access to some of the best experts in the field of sexuality and sexual health, so you can finally ask that question be it function, sensation, or something you've heard, this is the spot. It's Sex Talk with Lou on TogiNet.com. And now, back to your host, Lou Paget.
1: Welcome back, everyone. Today, my guest is Rosalind Fleischer. And we're going to be talking about her online dating and the wackiest things she did, the funnest things she did, the things she would. Here, let Rosalind let's approach it this way. <laughs> what would you What would you recommend to your younger sister to do?
2: Uh, what do you mean what? What, outside of don't do it at all? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, so I love I like the guy who had,
1: who sort of like did the uh, Anthony Weiner is that that's his name right Anthony Weiner Weiner the U S the New York uh, uh,
2: politician Weiner Weiner is the FaceTime phone sex guy. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so here he is,
1: and all it is is from the neck down. Right there's one of the shots that he sent you, correct?
2: Yes, they're all from the neck down. And as far as really what I would say to my younger sister is have as much fun as you want, but be safe. Right. Now, I do say, and
1: from a sexual standpoint for me, that I'm glad to see that you were, you know, taking precautions and being careful and carrying your own condoms and carrying condoms. How did I mean, what a shock to find out you were allergic to latex condoms. Had it never happened before?
2: Had it never happened before. And, and yes, yes. Uh, I I had several trips to the doctor to find that out.
1: Yes. After after Jake the snake.
2: No. Very good.
1: <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so, here we have now what I put up here on for the uh, that you, you know, a guidebook by a woman who has walked the convoluted and less than straight road of digital dating. Among the real reasons for many on the sites, despite their claims of seeking connection, falls into one of the following categories FaceTime sex, kink sex, tantric sex, great sex, dreadful sex, oh, and much more.
2: <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. Oh, the dreadful sex was so bad. But oh.
1: <laughs> you couldn't tell. How about the guy? who did the catfishing with his name, Mark, the guy who totally lied and is on all the different websites. And he sure puts up this model's picture and then he's like
2: this troll. He was such a troll. And I mean, and the whole thing is like, you know, I guess that's really common. Catfishing is the most common occurrence in internet dating. And it happens so frequently. And I'm always thinking, what are they trying to accomplish that, the two phone conversations you had were so good that I'm so thrilled it's you and not that gorgeous guy's picture you posted that I'm just gonna hop into bed with you. I don't really understand how that works. Well,
1: it wasn't his line, you know. So, so what do you think? Was that his line?
2: Yeah, that was his line. <laughs> so what do you think? And I had no idea what he was talking about. And I said, so what tell you people about what, what? Tell tell people <laughs> what what he meant by that. I said, what do you think about what? And he said, about going back to your place. And I just said, I don't think so. (laughs) No. (laughs) Poor. No. But this
1: guy, here's one of the things that when I was in university, I found it fascinating that there was one of the professors. uh, I was in sciences. And he hit on every single, you know, student who was working in his lab. He was just a sleazoid. And then, of course, on the weekend, went home and was, you know, like an, an elder in his church. Oh, gag me. And he also, and I remember saying to my boyfriend at the time, I said, why does Costerton think he can get away with this? And Graham's comment to me was straightforwardly. He said, listen, if it works one time out of 100, it still works. That's why he yeah, does I,
2: th- it. I, I think that's probably right, Lou. I think that... I actually, I think I cover that a little bit in my book. Um, mm-hmm. That I think that they're willing to play that numbers game, and uh, they just would rather take a gamble on somebody else's photo than their own ghoulish mug. <laughs>
3: <laughs> now,
2: you've got
1: here. What do you think is the three biggest mistakes people make in their profiles? And then we're going to go into your picture profiles business.
2: I, I think we just covered one, which is completely lying and catfishing. I, I just don't. I think that, that makes your path a lot more difficult for you, mm-hmm. and it, it takes a lot of energy and time to do this anyway. And if you're not upfront and honest, then you have a, you know, a lot of backpedaling and catching up to do when you when you actually do get yourself a date. So I I, I think that. I think that lying is number one. And number two is, and this is probably a horrible thing to say, but is for constantly trying for people out of your league or Mm -hmm. out of your age range when you should really be more open-minded and try to date people who would be more suitable for you. Um, because in in a sense, internet dating is just like dating in real life, and to approach someone digitally that wouldn't give you the time of day on the street isn't isn't going to work either. Well, I
1: am reminded of a uh, gentleman who had part. He was his family had a very successful adult novelty store, so made sex toys. Uh, they were manufacturers, I should say. They weren't a store. And he was, to, to be as gracious as I can, um, really unattractive and very, mm-hmm. very overweight. And he said he and all of his friends, were, who were all between 45 and 55, none of them could find women that they, that they wanted. And I said, well, just exactly what are you looking for? And he said, and really what they were looking for, is like the cam girls. They were looking for 22, 23, 24, 25-year-old women who basically kind of, it's like shooting fish in a barrel. They could have whomever they want to a certain extent. And that's who these guys wanted because that's who they masturbate to. And so they, he was complaining that none of them could find someone to date. And I'm like, well, they have to. I said, they need to get in front of a mirror. And I said, they need to be honest with themselves. And, I mean, we are a visual culture, period. And if the only thing that they're interested in is thinking that that person's – got to have a lot of social currency if you're going to be hauling some of that in.
2: Absolutely. And that's the whole thing. Um, and I would say that the people with the most social currency are not the people that are Internet dating. Correct. So um, – you but they can bear. be they can be, but it it it's not the high percentage of people you're dealing with. Mm-hmm. So knowing that it it is a very visual medium.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, how about the uh you're on the phone with the guy who's getting his car repossessed after he says that he's in the car business?
2: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, why would you tell someone that that you're trying to make a date with? Right. And then you said And then he's going to say, oh, well, maybe um, I'll take a taxi,
1: not likely. Maybe I'll take the bus, possibly more likely. Or maybe it's like, can you come and pick me up? My car is in the shop.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because, see, it accomplishes two goals. Uh, Right. He doesn't have to tell me that his car was repossessed and I'm at his house. Correct. So that was like, that's like, you know, two two points on his side. Exactly, win-win.
1: Right. You know, but, Dan, you wrote that story about the, now, is catfishing just, Catfishing is assuming a completely false identity, correct? Or is it just a picture? Okay, because you—is it the story of Cassandra, whose Mm -hmm. best friend and cousin played her up for this for a year? My God, that is so cruel.
2: It was so cruel. It was that uh, that episode I saw on MTV Mm -hmm. of catfish, and it's a. Those guys are great with how they investigate and perpetrate these frauds because mm-hmm. people people get seriously hurt. I was lucky I never got seriously hurt. I, I had fun, and I was disappointed sometimes, but I, I never had people pulling scams on me. Um, you know, I have a, a friend of mine who she is herself
1: very um, – she herself has a lot of means, and – She said that it is so different dating here. She said if I was living in New York, she said it would be a completely different caliber of man that I would be attracting. Really? Yeah, completely different caliber. And she said what she is getting here is all of the young guys.
2: Yeah, I I can relate to that.
3: Mm-hmm, because
1: you had a number of young guys. The one guy that you said,
2: you said he was 18, and you said, shame on you? I did. And he said, age is just a number. And I thought, yeah, one that could land me in prison if you're lying about your age.
1: Precisely. It's like I could have that, you know, moniker called, you know, sexual offender
2: for the rest exactly. of my life. Exactly. I mean, I think it goes beyond cougar when they're when they're not even old enough to drink. Yeah. Yeah, everyone should draw the line. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But,
1: and I love your thing about how to keep them straight. you had Mike 1, Mike 2, Mike 3, and then Mike 2 dropped out because, you know, he did want to go play tennis, and he did want to go for a drink, and he did want to do this, but, you know, and they always have that same line, I'm in a bad marriage.
2: Oh, yeah, and I'm getting out of the house soon, and...
1: It, yeah, yeah, it, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, so they all like, sound alike, don't they? Mm
3: hmm.
2: Mm hmm. When it comes to that? Mm
1: hmm. And yet, I know that there are so many men who the last thing they want to do is give up. Like your old boyfriend who, you know, sort of arrived back on the horizon, the, you know, uh, the one that, you know, you supposedly broke his heart. He's doing the same thing, thinking hey, you know, if it works that one time out of 100, it works, right?
2: Mm Mm-hmm. Exactly. So we've got,
1: just before our next break, we've got catfishing, we've got finding someone who's in the appropriate age range, and in the last 15 seconds, what's the third thing that you really need, the, the third mistake people often make?
2: I think being completely humorless, nobody appreciates that.
1: Well, that's true. Who wants to go out with, you know, that's,
2: Really, you might as well just go out and have a glass of wine
1: by yourself. Now, we're coming up to our second break. My guest is Rosalind Fleischer. She is the author of Really, One Woman's Adventures in Dating in the Digital Age. And when we come back, I promise you we're going to talk about picture-perfect profiles. That is her thing to help other people get the results they want.
5: think you're creative? Do you want to be? Don't have enough time for your arts, crafts, and hobbies? Or do you just need a kick in the pants? Hi, I'm Mark Lipinski, the host of Creative Mojo with Mark Lipinski, right here on TogiNet Radio. Come on and join me every Wednesday afternoon for some creative inspiration and two of the fastest, fun-filled hours of your week. Hey, need ideas? How about a little motivation and a lot of inspiration? Join the fun on Creative Mojo with me, Mark Lipinski. I'm here live every Wednesday afternoon at 3 p.m. Eastern, 1 Pacific, right here on TogiNet.com. Now, what are you waiting for?
6: It's time to uncover the inspired team leader within you. Overcome the challenges of hidden agendas and miscommunications that create stress and a lack of productivity. Project management expert Norm Prevost and connection expert Heather Hanson O'Neill will provide you with a consistent infusion of inspiration and team strategies. In addition, your hosts will invite knowledgeable leaders to inject different viewpoints, situations, and solutions for an all-encompassing perspective on achieving winning team performance. Spend one hour... Each Friday, transforming your mindset and increasing your skills. The Inspired Team Leader Show, your path to innovative ideas and action items you can implement today to create a more productive team and feel amazing in your role. The Inspired Team Leader Show, heard every Friday at 12 noon Eastern Standard Time on ABRN, the All Business Radio
5: Network.
3: book is
1: entitled, really, (laughs) One Woman's Adventures of Dating in the Digital Age. As a result of that, written by Beulah Sanchez, and we'll find out exactly how, Rosalind got the name Beulah. (laughs) And I just went on to the the site, (laughs) pictureperfectprofiles.com, a picture of my mugshot, the
2: woman with blonde hair. Oh, my God. Uh, that's because she's supposed to be in jail for stalking Gerard Butler. It's like, it's a spoof. Oh Her profile is a, is a goof. Oh, my God. This is hilarious.
1: So tell us, how did you get the name Beulah Sanchez?
2: Well, back in the day when I was a screenwriter, I, I met this independent producer at a party, and that wasn't uncommon for me back then because I was – working on independent films, and he asked me if I would like to work on a film of his, and I mistakenly thought he meant to write it. So when I showed up at the set, I discovered he was, in fact, a porn producer. It was a porn, and he wanted me to star in the porn. (laughs) That's so great.
1: (laughs) And it was your friend William, as you call him in the book, William, who gave you the name, correct?
2: Yeah, he said, had I become a porn star, that that we could have called me Beulah Sanchez, and the nickname has kind of stuck. So a few of my friends have always called me that as a goof. Um, And it it disappoints every man I ever dated to learn that I I didn't do the porn, but I have parents, so, you know. (laughs) You know how that goes. Yeah. Exactly. Now, let's give a little
1: bit of your writing background here. You come from a very strong writing background from screenplays you were at paramount correct
2: i was i was at paramount working in film development and then i did some screenplay writing and i've had one meager film produced but at least one and And you have one (laughs) yes and i've also done some journalist work and this uh this is my second book that's being published actually oh okay what was the first one it's called Mystic Mania.
1: It's a comedy about ghosts. Oh, right. Okay. I did read that. I, I, I must have just skipped over not seeing. I probably thought it was. Oh, her first novel, Mystic Mania. Hello. Thank you. There it is. Okay. Give me the did picture-perfect picture, picture perfect profiles. And I'm looking at this. We have an example of a fun profile. and But you give people, do you go through and tell them, you know, the how do you create an honest and successful photo for online dating? What would be your suggestion for that?
2: Uh, most mostly, it's, it's important to do full body shots as opposed to headshots or anything that looks like, you know, uh, a shot that would be in a resume. It, it should be natural. It should be candid. It should be color. It mm-hmm. should not be black and white. It it should be. Not you with one of your pets because people hate that. They don't say they hate that, but they do. And that's what I encourage people to do. And in that particular situation, the profile example on my site, we put that shot up because it went with the story of the profile we were creating. Mm hmm. Okay. There are other pictures of her on the site that are descriptive of what I said before, that of, of her smiling, of her out. Um, and all color. Okay. Okay. The, tell me, okay, so
1: now what will people do when they come to Picture Perfect? Do they, how do they avail themselves of this service?
2: Um, They contact me. There's a contact Mm contact page, and then I usually get in touch with them by email first and then by phone, and I talk to them for a long time about their likes and dislikes, and once I kind of hone in on something they like, I create a story for them. Okay. that's what I do so that it's, um, you know, not about a trip they took to the Grand Canyon in 2009. Really? Really. Really. I mean, I remember
1: having – A date, I think you would call it that. When I lived in Vancouver and I was a student, I was in my, uh, I was in my first year, and this individual was portrayed as one of the top bachelors in the city, and he was an attorney. And my girlfriend, who she was, I don't know how she talked me into it. She wanted to know whether or not he actually had a chocolate brown fur rug on his bed. And I was like, Charity. If you want to know that, why don't you go check it out? She goes, Oh no, no, no! I can't do that. You go. I'm like, Me? You go. So, you know, thinking, Hey, how much trouble can you get into at noon? I went. Plenty. This- <laughs> yeah, I know plenty. This guy <laughs> was probably, and this magazine was maybe mm, a month old, so it was probably taken three months ago you know, by the time to get the picture and get the whole thing. This guy had gained probably 50 pounds. Oh, geez. He didn't even look like the same thing. So from a catfishing standpoint, from a not-truth-in-advertising standpoint, bad news. I, you know, that was like, mm-mm. Uh-uh. Now, here, tell me, let's go to, in this, people can look at this, you get them the profile, you have a photographer in their area that they can contact that you've sourced
2: for them? I can, unless they already have pictures that they like that they want to use.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Okay. And a lot, a, a lot of times it's people who've tried it before and haven't gotten any results. So what I'll do is I'll, I'll, I'll just give them a new profile on a different, sti- a different site and start them over.
3: Okay. Okay.
2: Um am i
1: thinking of who did that because he had written um i think his book was entitled i can't believe i'm on this website or something and it was based on him having helped people write their profiles and he said some of them were just so horrendous (laughs) he said it's no wonder they never had you know they had no contact no nothing and of course if you don't have a picture no one contacts you right
2: uh, it, no one contacts you, and that is such a red flag. If somebody messages you and they don't have a photo, it means they're either really unattractive, married, or just generally creepy, or all of the above.
1: <laughs> they fall into all of those categories. What are the other? You also talk about there's three possible red flags on the dating site. Okay, not lack of picture. One. What's another?
2: Beware of the word entrepreneur. Okay. Okay. It's code for unemployed. Oh, is it really? It oh. really is. Okay. So, what what are some other code words? Uh, well, we covered one a little bit briefly. Available.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Right. All the people running around on the internet saying they're available means they're in a relationship, and they're looking to have sex with you on the side, as opposed to saying single. Right.
1: Now <laughs> you made that comment about the car. How many people in LA are going to say they don't have a car? San Francisco, who would say you can get. That? Yeah, San Francisco, you can get away with it. But it's like, okay, what? What are some? What's if I were looking at these? But I know also what sometimes they will do. They will plant pictures of people who are complete fabrications.
2: Yeah, that, that's catfishing.
1: Mm-hmm. And so the person, if there isn't even a person behind it. They've just got right. just to, in order to, you know, say we have this number and the person, the you know, the pictures they'll put up really aren't people who are available to begin with.
2: Right. And a lot of times the advertisements on the various sites will will be like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, this. Extremely attractive person will appear on your site and they'll say, This person wants to friend you or however they phrase it on that particular site and you click on it it's spam it's mm-hmm. an advertisement for something else completely unrelated.
1: Mm-hmm. okay
2: so don't ever get too excited when you open up your
1: inbox.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: how many different sites how many different sites were you on
2: um In the beginning, before I knew I was going to write the book, I was on two sites, and I was actively dating on OKCupid and Plenty of Fish. Then when I made the decision to write the book, which was kind of halfway, at the halfway point about, even though the book isn't told in chronological order, um, I tried every site just to see what the differences were and found that I just basically ran into all the same people. Isn't that interesting, huh? Mm-hmm. But I yeah. thought I thought plenty of fish was
1: basically very upfront about the fact that it's just hookup culture.
2: They, I don't think they're upfront about it. Really? No. I, my one
1: they, girlfriend they, they, who. Go ahead. No, so she was, said, you know, I go on plenty of fish because she said they're totally upfront about the fact that it's just about sex.
2: Well, I think the people on the site are upfront about about that, but the site itself. Promotes itself as being about relationships.
3: Well,
1: yeah, you know, we got we got to, you know, cover both bases here. Um, mm-hmm. And I mean, you, you, you know, your your material states here that at any moment there are over forty million people using online dating sites. That's a lot of people. That's
2: yeah, it's a lot of people. I think at this point it's forty-one point five million people out of the fifty million single people adults in the United States. Wow. And of these 40 million people, are they in the U.S.? Is this U.S. only numbers? U.S. only. But there's a lot of people that online date a very high percentage in England as well.
1: Right. Well, you know, it is, you know, it no longer has that
2: same, you know, swarminess
1: to it that it originally did because people are, you know. But I still think that there's something about having someone be able to vet someone for you that is a very very helpful things now when we come back we're going to be going to our final break here in about 20 seconds i want you to go over with me and with our listeners what's you know what was a deal breaker and how do you turn a bad date this is good for anybody a bad date into a good date my guest is rosalind fleischer she is the author of one woman's adventure of dating in the digital age really and also creator of picture perfect profiles we'll be back after this break
0: We're going to teach
4: you how to tell your money where to go. It's Intelligent Investing with Pam Otten on Toginet. Learn how to be a savvy investor from someone who has your best interest at heart. Pam Otten is a financial advisor who loves to help successful business owners and entrepreneurs understand the mysteries of the investment world. And she's not afraid to share that knowledge. Pam is an unashamed Christian and qualified kingdom advisor, which means she's trained and committed to integrating biblical principles into her financial advice and believes investing isn't rocket science. This is the financial advisor who's in your corner and truly understands and cares about you and helping you achieve your goals. Securities and advisory services are offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA, SIPC. It's Intelligent Investing with Pam Otten on TogiNet.
0: Do holidays and celebrations get you down and leave you feeling frazzled? Then join Sandy Fowler and her guests on heart-filled holidays every Monday at noon, 11 a.m. Central on TogiNet.com. Sandy will help you discover the secrets to having the celebrations you've always dreamed of while adding fun and meaning to your life. From Valentine's Day to Christmas to special family events, Sandy Fowler will show you how to put the fun and meaning back into those special days by taking a look at what we can do to turn the upcoming holidays into cherished memories and show us how to allow it to intertwine with everyday life. For more on the show, Sandy, and to receive Sandy's Holiday Happiness booklet, go to HeartfilledHolidays.com. Then get set to discover the secrets to creating happy holidays and happy everydays by joining Sandy Fowler and her guests on Heartfilled Holidays every Monday at noon, Eastern Standard Time on Toginet.com. Welcome back to Sex Talk
1: my guest Rosalind Fleischer and I are now going to talk about in online digital dating what for you Ms Beulah was a deal breaker what's a deal breaker
2: well it, you know when I when I absolutely for sure knew a guy was a player even though I should have known from the beginning and I suspected that was a deal breaker okay um that's that doesn't fit well with me, and it never has, and it wasn't something that I can handle.
1: It, you know, and the other thing that, when you know, you talk about Mike two, and his, that you literally got to the point, and John or another one, you literally got to the point where you knew you had to ask the question, "Where's your wife?"
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I did.
1: Yeah, and then you were just like, no, you know what, we're not going there. And I, I have an identical twin sister, and uh, she is currently in, a, um, in another country. But this individual asked her, uh, approached her where she was working and said, um, I'd really like to go out with you, but I'd like to take you for a, um, to Denver to a Denver Broncos game. And she's like, now, understand, that would mean like flying, you know, six hours. <laughs> and she said, what? <laughs> she said, and I, I said to her, I said, what happened to a glass of wine? What happened to coffee? I said, this is the action of someone who does not want to defecate in his own backyard.
2: Oh, absolutely. So
1: he won't fool around on home turf.
2: Mm-hmm. But so, he will when so he's that, out of town. Mm-hmm. But the thing about that type of invitation is, why do they not see that it's obvious?
1: <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> That's what I said to her. I said, okay, a flight and this and that. And the reason he said he was doing it is because this other individual um, was there with his girlfriend. I'm like, oh, birds of a feather. I mean, these are two dudes who, you know, like something out of uh, what, what's the movie with Cher where she goes to the opera and she runs into her father. The. Oh, oh yeah. Cage. You, you know who I mean? Oh. Oh,
2: yeah. That was great. <laughs> she goes, Pop?
1: <laughs> no, I'm, I'm bad. I'm bad at remembering movies. But that. Me, too. That's the thing. I mean, I know of people who literally have run into. Moonstruck. Moonstruck. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> um. I know of women who literally have run into their husbands fooling around in another city.
2: That's terrible.
1: You know, and and yet, I mean, thinking that you're not going to get caught is insane. And that's why, you know, if you come to this with the intention, now where, let's do a little catch up here. Where is Rosalind now in finding someone to take care of her heart? Because we want to put out the intention of Rosalind having that, because that's what that's what this part of this journey was, was it not?
2: It was, and and you know I really started off with the best intentions, and I hoped that that was what was going to happen for me. And what I ended up finding out was that I just had a great time, and I never I never met my goal, so to speak. So I. I'm still in the same place with regard to that, and I have a lot more new friends. But mm-hmm. that special someone is nowhere to be found. Have you changed? Yeah, you, you did.
1: You did, and throughout the book, you did like up to list three, <laughs> where young, hot, great in bed, great sex. <laughs> <And> now <laughs> you're going back. Now, now what are you going to? You know, I had a girlfriend of mine who she said, I know how I want to feel when I'm around them, and I know how I want to feel when I'm not around them. And she focused solely on that, and she now has met probably, and I've known her like 15 years, she now has met the most phenomenal man that she, and, and the biggest thing? She said, I did not specifically say how he had to look.
2: I think that's the most important thing, and I think I've learned that I need to let go of that. And now that I have, I'm a lot more open-minded as to what this person should be for me.
1: hmm Because wasn't it your aunt that said you always, you know, <laughs> you, you sort of changed the picture and, you know, they, everyone seems, you know, needs to be a lot taller than they should be? A lot taller and a lot hotter. Now, Laura helped you, or whoever Laura was as the, as the therapist. And, and, you know, actually when she recommended the Violet Blue, you went and got the Violet Blue stuff. Violet is known in our field for her work in that area. Really? And, yeah. Yeah. Oh. She, um, I've done testimonials for Violet's books. And she has Violet, you know, Violet is strong on the kink, and she's really strong on, in that area. Uh, And, you know, she does a a lot of fantasy writing and erotica writing.
2: That was a good book, I
1: I have to admit. mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and here's the other thing. When people are saying, I don't know, you know, what my fantasies might be or something, I got a great tip from a woman who she did a play called Coming Out Kinky. And when I interviewed her, I said, how did you discover this? And she said, I was reading erotica. And she said I was reading Kink erotica and she said it so turned me on I realized she said I realized oh my god that's where I want to go. She said I she said I'd had sex and I enjoyed it and but she said I'd never had anything that turned me on like this.
2: Well so, I'm all for it. I'm all for whatever turns anybody on. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, clearly that is evident in my book. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Um, and and I think that that's all an important part of a relationship. I just I'm not looking for exclusively that any any longer.
1: But you're still not going to be interested in someone who is short who has small hands,
2: right? Oh hell no! <laughs> no, I didn't think so. I, no, Lou, no one I can beat up. That's just that's what you said. Gonna happen.
1: <laughs> I had a friend of mine one time, and he was very successful. As was she. She was a tremendous designer. He was exceedingly successful. And she, we were having lunch, and she was struggling with saying, um, and, and again, in the front of your book is, you know, Anais Nin, the comment of a writer is not someone who writes what somebody else says, but uh, what we're unable to say. Right. And I love that quote, by the way. And Thank you. I, uh, I said to her, I said, well, what seems to be the problem? And she said, well, I just can't. And I looked at her and I said, is it because you can't stand the thought of him, him being on top of you? And she goes, oh, my God, that's it, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> I,
2: I think the parallel for, for me in my book was uh, that I get physically sick to my stomach when Correct. anyone of that nature actually even touches me. So uh, yeah. I don't even think I'd get to the on top of me part. <laughs> exactly. Now, are you – now, what – you what, are you dating
1: or looking to date right now?
2: I I am, but I, I'm more hoping nature takes its course in that respect because I'm not actively looking for someone. I just I'm kind of open in my mind and in my heart and in my daily life. Mm-hmm. Do you meditate it on meditate on it daily?
1: No, should I? Oh, absolutely. Really? Have you not heard a girl? The Law of Attraction, I'm telling you right now, it is like 17 seconds until you get vibrational energy going, and 68 seconds you're pulling it in. Really? Really.
2: Well, i Okay, try. this is
1: your, this is, okay, Laura, be the assignment of reading Erotica. I'm going to give you the assignment of reading um, the, where's their book? It is the... I'll find it right here. It, it, it's the um, law. It's, it's, it's about the law of attraction, and it literally will tell – it will literally – it's the book is entitled Ask and It Is Given. Okay. Okay? Okay. Now, what I'm going to tell you to do is you are going to go to Chapter 21. You are only 17 seconds away from 68 seconds to fulfillment. And literally, if you sit and are clear in your heart and in your intention – of what you, the type, how you would like to feel, this is the thing that will bring things in for you. I'm not kidding.
2: Well, that sounds great. I'll <laughs> definitely get the book. Thank you. You're, you're welcome. It is,
1: Asking It Is Given, Living fires. And the big thing that people also have to do is, Your rational brain, Rosalind, is going to tell you what you want. The thing that really will tell you what you want is your subconscious or your unconscious brain. So Mm -hmm. you may have to do a little unwiring work. Have you ever heard about tapping or the Craig technique? No. Okay, you're going to need to find out about that, too. It's the um, tapping, and literally, it is literally a tapping on um, the energetic points on your face that are acupuncture points. And there's just go online, go onto YouTube, and find tapping techniques for clearing. And you just clear out the thing that this person's not going to be showing up or this person's because your subconscious mind is the one that runs freaking everything.
2: So, well, I, under- could- I understand that from a creative perspective, to probably not as well as I should about how it applies to my life.
3: Because
2: mm-hmm. and I'll tell you, if you do these two things five minutes a day,
1: by the time, you know, the book, and here's the thing. Everyone needs to know. My guest today is Rosalind Fleischer. She is the author of Really, One Woman's Adventure of Dating in the Digital Age. The release is October 21st. She is going to have Facebook. She's going to have Twitter. She's going to have the whole thing going on here. The book is a really fun read, and you can see probably yourself or your friends, or your friends making comments about, you know, uh, you did what with this person? But the important thing about this book is it is, this is a real story, and it can be a guidebook. You don't have to hit those minefields. But what you also got out of it, Rosalind, you now know the direction you want
2: to go. Absolutely. and. You know, and also, I had a wonderful time, I, and I I met people I wouldn't have met otherwise, and it was a great experience for me. Fabulous. Now, they can find you at
1: Beulah Sanchez on Facebook, correct?
2: They can find me at Really the Book on Facebook and Beulah Sanchez on Amazon.
1: Fabulous. Rosalind. thank you so much uh, for being my guest today, and I'm telling people, I read the book this morning, so it doesn't take long.